It's so good to see each and every one of you. I pray that your ears will be open to his word, that your heart's ready to receive what he has for us today. I want to read Matthew 16 and 26, if you have that. And if you have your Bible, if you'll turn with me. The teaching this morning from Brother Wallace, the songs that have been sung here today, the song that Brother James just sung has led right into this message. It's amazing how people can put things together individually and it fit together like a puzzle because there's a God working behind the scenes that we can't see that's putting all this together. This is not a one-man show. This is not a group of people coming together. This is God orchestrating People who believe in him and trust in him, pulling all this together. Thank God for that. Matthew 16 and 26 says, For what is a man profited, he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Or what shall a man ex- give in exchange for his soul? These are questions that the word poses, that we see in the word. So what is it, if you answered that question, are you willing to give up for your soul? What is it that you would give in exchange for your very soul? Pray with me. Father, we thank you this morning for the praise and worship. We thank you this morning for that touch that we feel already. We thank you, Lord, this morning that our ears are open. That, Lord, you give us understanding of your word. We thank you, God, that our heart is like land, ground that is tilled and ready for good seed. Pray, Lord, as the seed is sown in the hearts of your people, Lord, that it would produce much fruit. Lord, if there be one here this morning that don't know you as a personal Savior, I pray this will be the very hour that they submit to you. I pray conviction would fall on this place for the sinner and saint alike. Lord, that we would move closer to you, that our will would line up with your will. Father, I praise you. I thank you for what you're doing. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint me from on high. I I pray, Lord, that you would anoint me with that anointing that makes preaching easy, effective, and enjoyable. Lord, I pray right now, God, that you guide, that you lead in God like you have already, and we'll be careful to praise you for us in Christ's name. And amen. So, we have two decisions to make. When I look out, I see people. I don't see race. I don't see background. I don't see careers, what you've chosen as a career. I don't see what team you like or uh, uh, what church you attend, which we're all here today, but we have people from other churches. I see two things. Two choices. Either you're going to choose to serve God or you're going to choose not to. I see eternity when I look in your eyes. Christians should see eternity when we look into the eyes. When we go to the march, we don't go to condemn. We go because there's an eternal choice that is made. There's an eternal choice that you're going to make here today. This word that I preach is God's word and you will not leave like you came. The word will be delivered, and you'll, you'll make a choice this morning, whether you accept what his word says or whether you reject it. We all have choices. 
the young rich ruler in Matthew chapter nine, uh, 19, verse 22. I'm going to read one verse, but I'll give you some background on this. There was a, a young man that came to Jesus. He was rich. This is the question he asked in verse 16. What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? This man asked, what good thing must I do? And Jesus went through the commandments. I've done all these, he said, from a boy. I've done all these things that you say. And Jesus said in verse 22, I'm sorry, in verse 21, if thou will be perfect, go and sell that that thou hast and give to the poor, thou shalt have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. Verse 22, it says, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So the question is, what will you trade for your very soul? And the answer for this rich young man was he was going to trade his soul for his riches and his money. He made a choice. Jesus, the son of the living God, standing before him, and he said, go and sell all and follow me. And he said, I can't do it. The Bible says he left sorrowful. He went away sorrowful. How many are trading Jesus for things that are temporary? Things that are going to burn up one day. Things that won't last. See, you, you can say even a young man, he sees, I, I got a, a 17-year-old son, and he loves to wrestle with me. And he, he feels like he's always going to be that strong. And I used to be that, and I was taught because God gave me a son, and when he got older, he started overtaking me. And I said, well, now I'm learning. <laughs> Life has a way of teaching us things. And he hasn't been taught that. But he, he relies on his youth and his strength his strength, that's not always going to be with him. That's not always promised. So when we rely on something that we have ourselves, we, we must know it's temporary. Whether it be money, whether it be help, whether it be family, friends, it's temporary. Because the truth is, we're all going to die. Everyone. I have friends that I feel like will stick by me through anything. No matter what. But the thing is, I don't know that they're always going to be here. They could leave today and drop dead. They could get hit by a car and be taken out of here like that. And if I put my hope in them, my hope will be gone just like that. So what will we trade? The rich man traded his very soul for money. His very soul for money. While we're on money, I'll just say this. When I go to my job, I do a service, a work. I expect at the end of two weeks that they'll pay me a wage. I've done what they've asked, and because I've done satisfactory work, they will pay me a wage. That's an an understanding that every one of us should understand, a wage. We get paid for what we do. The Bible said there's a wage paid for sin if we sin. In Romans 6 and 23, the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Can I tell you that if we sin and, and we just don't address that sin, that you will get paid death. Your wage will be death. Spiritually, you will die. Do you understand the weight of that, the gravity of that? Pastor, sometimes I just feel like if, if the understanding could go from the person explaining to the person listening, how great that would be. Because sometimes you feel like you're, you're hitting a brick wall. But you need to understand that one day, if you are a sinner, you will die. And when I say that, I mean we're already dead without Christ. But we have hope while we live. But there's going to come a day, whether it be through rapture or through death, that that's, that opportunity is going to be shut like the day of Noah. When, his, when that ark was shut, that door was shut, salvation was for him and his family alone, and everybody outside died. If you don't get to the salvation which Christ brings, when that door shuts, you will die. The wages of sin is death. It's like Pastor said, what a man sows, that will he reap. Whether it be in tithing and offering, or whether it be in life. If we are sowing spiritual things, we will reap spiritual things. If if we're sowing carnal things, we will reap carnal things. The Bible says that when Jesus comes back, there's going to be a great separation. Right now, we don't see it. We mingle with people. We witness to people. We love people. We coexist as believers and non-believers. But there is going to be a separation, and that's where my heart's heavy. There's going to be a separation one day. When Jesus comes back, that separation is going to happen. He's going to separate the wheat from the tare. And the Bible says if, if a, a, a branch doesn't bring forth fruit, it will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What does that mean? That means if you, the branch, do not live for Christ, there is a judgment coming. This might be hard preaching, but that's all right. I'm going by what God, the, whole, the Holy Spirit is, in, is birthed inside of me. I believe it's, it, it's the message that needs to be preached. I believe if I preach about anything other than he's soon to come, without that right there, we miss the point. Jesus is soon to come. Jesus is soon to come, and that separation is going to be your family, your friends, the people you associate with, the people you love the people you care about. That separation is going to happen. I haven't been to one funeral, Pastor. Haven't preached one funeral where the the people have come up to me and said, I'm just happy my loved one's in heaven. And I asked the question, where did they attend church? Oh, they didn't. Okay, well, that's okay. When did they make their their confession of, of faith in Christ Jesus? Oh, they didn't. But loved ones always say, my loved one's in heaven. I'm going to tell you a harsh reality. A harsh reality. Unless you are preaching the Word, teaching the Word, telling your loved ones about Jesus, and they die and they don't know Him, He's not going to be in heaven, or she's not going to be in heaven when you get there. Brother Wallace taught about the rich man. 
and how he was a family of six. He had five brothers. That rich man is still in hell today. Understand, folks, this is not a, a, a lovely message. This is not one that, that's going to be shouting, but that's okay. Because I believe if there's some roots that take place in your heart, if, if things grow, that's what needs to happen. That rich man is still in hell today. There is no deliverance for him. There is no hope for him. But Brother Wallace, I believe there's hope for your brother. I believe there's hope for my family. I believe there's hope for your family. We need to do two things. One, if we don't know him, we need to come to him. We need to be saved. And two, we need to be telling people about him. We need to be telling people that Jesus still saves, that Jesus still loves, that he went to that cross, that he died. Not only did he die and he was buried, but God raised him from the dead. If we will get that in our spirit, man, and start telling our friends and our family, then we'll be doing what God has called us to do. Thank God. But hell is a real place. Hell is a real place. And I believe that just like that rich man that's calling out, please send somebody, send somebody to my five brothers. They don't want to come to this place. They don't want to come to this place. I believe God's sending me and reminding us that there was a man, an account of a man that went to hell. And he don't want you to go there. He don't want his brothers to go there. He don't want nobody to go there. God's sending me to share that with you. So the next question is, if we don't want to go to hell, how can I be saved from hell? Or what message do I use to tell others that they need to be saved. Philippians 2 and 8. If you'll turn there with me. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, Given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Can I tell you what he's saying here? He's saying every knee, no matter what. Whether it be angels, whether it be human man and woman, whether it be demon and the devil, every knee will bow. Every knee. The choice you have to make today, will it be in this life or will it be in the life after? And I'm telling you now, you don't want it to be in the life after. I bow my knee to him now. I claim him as my Lord and my Savior. He is my Savior. He has changed my heart. He lives in me. I I choose to do it today. I sense his love I sense his presence. I live according to his word. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Am I telling you everything's going to be perfect? Absolutely not. But I'm telling you one thing. I got one standing by me. I got one when times get rough. I I, I might have to go to the doctor and get that uh, 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 diagnosis of of cancer or or the, the months that I have to live. But can I tell you, I may have to go through that 
And I, I, it may be that I, I have to die, and we all will one day, but I'm not going to be alone. I'm not going to be alone. They can take me and, and drop me at a deserted island. They can put me all by myself, and I'm still not going to be alone. Oh, my Jesus, when I got him, when I got him, I'm not alone. And I, I, I feel for the one who don't know him. My heart goes out to the one who does not know Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, is their help, is the door. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus, can I tell you he's the door? <laughs> the world would, would have you believe there's many ways to get to God. And an illustration of that is, if this is the Holy of Holies and this is where God is, the world would tell you there's a door over here, Muhammad is a door to God. The, the world would tell you that Buddha is a, a way to God. The world would tell you that this one and this one is a way to God. But I tell you right now, I proclaim there's one way and one way only. Amen. Jesus Christ is the only way that we're going to get to God. Yeah. If you're searching any other way, you're searching in vain, you will die and go to a devil's hell. But if you will, if you'll listen to me this morning, I believe you'll see that door and you'll use that door to get to him. Oh, he is the door. Praise God. What about, oh, help me, Jesus. The Bible says that Abraham was told to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice. And he took his son Isaac and went to slay Isaac because he wanted to be in obedience to God. And he went and pulled his arm back. We know the story. And the angel said, stop, and stopped him. But can I tell you, there still was a sacrifice to be made. But God sent the ram in the thicket for Abraham. Oh, sweet Jesus. And can I tell you, he was my ram because I was on that altar. I I was the one uh, 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 deserving death. But but the Holy Spirit said, whoa, there's a ram caught in the thicket and his name is Jesus. Can I tell you, Jesus is your ram. Will you accept him? Will you accept him? Oh, sweet Jesus, will you accept him? So how do I get to him? How do I... No salvation. How do I have salvation? How am I saved? Turn with me to Acts 4 and 12. Sweet Jesus, He is good. His mercy endureth forever. Oh, my Lord is worthy to be praised. Salvation, salvation, salvation. Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other, there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. He didn't say you might be saved. He didn't say you could be saved. He didn't say you should be saved. He said you must. We must be saved by Jesus. No other name given. Jesus. 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 Jesus is the only way. Hallelujah. John 3, I'm going to just tell you about this. I'm not going to read it. Nicodemus came to Jesus. He said, how can I be saved is what he was asking. I want eternal life. How do I, how do I have eternal life? He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus said, how can I enter into my mother's womb a second time? Be born again. He didn't understand. He was thinking physical. I don't want you to get into a physical mindset. To think that I'm talking about your physical body. But I'm talking about your spiritual being. Bible says what's born of flesh is flesh. And what's born of the spirit is spirit. 
We need a spiritual rebirth. We need to be born again. If you've never accepted Jesus in your heart, you need to accept him. And you say, Todd, you're preaching to a bunch of church folks. Can I tell you, I don't know your heart. You don't know my heart. I'm going to preach the word. And if, if you already got Jesus, get it in your spirit, man, to tell somebody else about him. Oh, sweet Jesus. Can I tell you, it's time for us to get on the move for, for the Lord. Because the time is drawing near. The time is short. Won't be long. Jesus told Nicodemus how it was, what the plan was. God sent his son into the world to die for our sin that we might have life. He said he didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Can I tell you, Jesus came, he lived, and he died. He did that for a specific reason. He did it for this moment right now. If you don't know him, oh, sweet Jesus, way back when he died on that cross, he died on it for you. He died on it for me. We need Jesus. So I have here the value of a Savior. The value of a Savior. How valuable is Jesus? I talked about it Wednesday. Pastor talked about it a week or so ago. Zacchaeus climbed a tree to get to Jesus. The men that needed to get their friend on the bed that was lame tore off a roof to get to Jesus. Peter walked on the water to get to Jesus. And I tell you, whatever it takes to get to Jesus, that's what we need to do. If I was in the middle of a pew right now, and the Holy Spirit hit me and said, I want to be saved, I wouldn't wait. I'd climb over the pews if I had to. I'd move people out of the way if I had to. Get me to where Jesus is. Wherever I have to get, get to be with him, with him, that's where I want to be. If I have to move mountains, I, I'm going to move a mountain. That's how valuable my Lord is. Oh, hallelujah. I believe this says it well. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. Hallelujah. Bible says in Hebrews 12 and 1, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despite the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to read this last verse, and then I'm going to show you an illustration, and we're getting close. We're getting close to the end, so just stick with me. Let me say this before I get into this. If you're saved, if you're Holy Ghost filled, start praying. I believe that every service, we don't know who's here, every service the saint should be praying as the pastor wraps up, because I believe the Holy Spirit is here in this place. I know he is. The conviction power of God is in this place. And I pray conviction be in this place, if there be any that don't know him. I don't care if it's been playing church, never been to church, come to church and got hurt. But they're here today, we need to pray that God would get a hold of their heart. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Matthew 13, verse 44. Hallelujah. We'll read these couple of verses of Scripture. I believe it gives a good outline and a good illustration of our Savior. 
Again, the kingdom of heaven in 44 is likened in the treasure hid in a field. I like this. This is a good word. Hid in a field, the which when a man had found it, he hideth and, and for joy thereof goeth and sell all that he hath and buy that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. I, I want to speak right there just to that. Can I tell you, in life we find things that we like. We, help me Jesus, I don't want to get in trouble. I dated girls in high school before I met Jamie. Can I tell you, I gave them all up for the best one. Come on somebody. Uh, Men, that's a good, that's a good, there you go, that's it. If you want to have a good lunch with your husband, you better be clapping. Because this is the thing, you give up all others for the best one. What he's saying, what this merchant did, that he found a pearl that was more valuable than all he had. And he said, I'm willing to give all this up for this one, one pearl. The Bible's saying you need to give all the world up for Jesus. Come on, somebody. That's why when he said, when he went and the men were fishing, he said, drop your nets and follow me. Well, I'm a fisherman. That's what I do for my living. That's how I make my living. That's, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to fish. I catch fish. Jesus said, you go ahead and lay them nets down. I'm going to make you fisher of men. Can I tell you, if we don't uh, 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 forsake all for him, if we have half-hearted, if, if we're halfway this way and halfway this way, God said he would, if we're lukewarm, spew us out of his mouth. Lot's wife was saved, headed out of the town, and her heart was still there. All they had to do was just keep their eyes focused and keep going. But her heart was in the town, and she turned back. The Bible said that she was gone like that, turned into a pillar of salt. Can I tell you that if we're looking back, there's nothing to look back to. Oh, God saved me out of this world. I don't want the world. I want him. I I want Jesus. I want the things that's that's eternal. I don't want the things that's going to be burned up. I got a nice house. I got three beautiful children. I have a beautiful wife. I have a beautiful family. But I cannot stand on that stuff. I can stand on the uh, Lord Jesus Christ, my, my Savior. Oh, hallelujah. Can I tell you, it goes on to say, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathereth every kind, which when it was full they drew, drew to, uh, to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels but cast the bad away. Can I tell you, there's, there's coming a gathering of the net, a casting of the net. And just like I said, Jesus is going to separate the wheat from the tare. Jesus is going to separate those that are his from those who are not. And we need to be his. You need to be his today. I submit to you that whatever it takes, we need to get to Jesus. Jeremy, I want to show you an illustration. And I'm closing. I serve a God who is awesome. Hallelujah. I serve a God who is worthy. I I, I remember in Isaiah, one of my favorite scriptures in Isaiah 6, he said that the seraphims are flying around the throne speaking to his glory. They're, they're, They're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. 
Can I tell you, he's so powerful, he's so worthy that for an eternity, he's got angels circling about around the throne saying, holy, holy, holy. If you want me to submit to you who God is, he's holy. He, he, he is strong. He is mighty. He can take on your load. But Jeremy is going to represent us and what we in our life try to do. I want you to follow this. Justin, if you'll just stand right here. Thank you. And I, I got eggs here, so just bear with me. Some, I know some of you like to eat eggs, but these aren't for consumption. These are for illustration. So, Jeremy, if you'll cup your hand. This is Jeremy's life. Represent, represents Jeremy's life. And not just Jeremy, but every one of us. We try to handle everything, don't we? We got everything. Love, you got it. You got that, no problem. You don't need any help with that. You got love. You know how to love. Somebody needs to teach you that. Hope, you got, you got hope. There's no need to want to wanna trust anybody else. He's got that. He's holding that fine. He's, he's managing. You see that? He's managing it. He's got, he's got hope, no problem. Help, he's a strong fellow. Yeah, he's got help. There's nothing wrong with Jeremy. He's fine. He's holding it. He's got it. Joy, married to Angela. Surely he's got joy. Come on, somebody. All right. He's got peace. He don't make her mad. Right, brother? <laughs> so you got, you're handling that. You're doing good. You're doing good. He's got plans for the future. He knows where he's going. He's already got it laid out. He's already talked to his wife. They got their three beautiful children. They're teaching them how the future is already set, so you're good. I'm just going to try to balance that there. Job. Man's a plumber. Best plumber in the world. Just dropped your future, brother. It's starting to get heavy. Stuff's starting to get heavy. He's got his job. He's he's a plumber. He knows his job. Money. Money's no object for him. Okay. He's got, like I said, a spouse. His his relationship's fine. Brother, we're getting a little full here. Let me just see if I can balance that. Your your plate is full, Jeremy. Let's pull your hand in just a little. All right. So now, he's got three children. It's all on his plate. He's carrying all this load. He's got this. He's got his children, and he's doing it all by himself. You're doing a good job. You almost got a dozen eggs, minus one, minus three. Enemies. Now we're getting into a little bit of, of a territory. He, he stays away from them, but he's handling them. We'll just try if you get your thumb right there. There you go. They're, they're balancing, you know. <laughs> Depends on what they say to him. He might drop them, but he's, he's doing good right now. He don't have to interact with them. He don't have to deal with them. He's holding them. And salvation. A lot of us think that we can save ourselves. A lot of us think we don't need nobody's help. We can do it all by ourselves. So Jeremy's putting that on himself too. And look, he's done a good job of holding it together. He's holding it together. Minus one, he's holding it together. Can I tell you, life is fine. Like, like Brother James said, as long as you own the top of that mountain, we don't see we need nobody. America don't seem like we need anybody. Things start falling. Things start slipping. See, what Jeremy's not understanding right now in this illustration 
is that life throws turns. He didn't see that accident coming around the curve. You see what happened? He don't have the capacity to hold what he's supposed to be holding. He don't have the power. But Justin is going to be our Jesus today. Can I tell you, not only the things that are in our hand, Jesus will take our broken pieces and put them back together. Come on, somebody. Come a little closer. See, I I may have said the wrong thing to my spouse and hurt her. But if I give it over to Jesus, he's going to fix that hurt. Come on, somebody. He, He has a way of mending. My joy has been broken. But I know the Bible says that Weeping may endure for a night, but my joy is coming in the morning. Uh, He's my joy. I'm going to give it over. And as I start in my life giving over, my future is not my own. The plans he has for me are are, are to build me up there for my good and not for my evil. Peace. Oh, he is my peace. He is the peace giver. So I'm going to give it to him. I can't handle that myself. My help, like I said, I'm not looking at my physical body. God does mess with uh, or deal with our physical body. He said he is our healer. But spiritually, can I tell you, he is our healer? I'm going to give that to Jesus. And, and one thing after another, I give to him. And I, I load his cart. Because you know what the word says? The word said, take on my yoke, for it is easy. And my burden is light. My enemies, I don't want to deal with them. They, they, they get sideways sometimes. I'm going to give that over to Jesus too. He's going to give me the ability to forgive if I give it to him. My children, I, I've done this, and I'm going to illustrate this, and I, I need somebody to give me a napkin. I'm going to t- show you what I personally have done with my children. I've held my children so tight in my hand to where I've, and I can't do it, I've crushed them. I have crushed my children. This is not illustration. This is real life. Not realizing it. I said, I'm going to do what's right by my children. Not realizing that my hands are too rough. I can't do what's needed in the life of my children. I have to turn them over to God. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you? I I love my children, but I've done more damage to my children trying to do the right thing than the world has ever done to them hard that's hard got a lot of parents in here last two jeremy your hope is found in jesus love is not found in ourselves. it's only found with a relationship with christ jesus jeremy what you got left in your hands show me now what jesus expects from us with empty hands to praise him. Come on, somebody. That's our, that's our purpose. That's our purpose. He wants us to turn it over to him and then praise him for taking the load. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you. Can I tell you, in closing, thank you. In closing, Jesus is a heavy load bearer. Whoop, glory. Can I tell you, he can take on everything you need, whether it be your help, your joy, your peace. He can take it on, but he can only take it on if you allow him to. What I want to ask, Sister Judy, if you'll play softly. What I want to ask you is a question that is more important than anything else you'll be asking in your life. Not where you work, not how many children you have, not where you're going to spend 
go vacation next year, where will you spend eternity? What is your choice? Is your choice to reject him as so many have and have? Or is your choice to trust him? I want to trust him. I can't bear the load he bears. I can't hold it. I've hurt more in my life. And I'm being real. I know a lot of times we want to hide those things. No need in hiding it. I can't hide it. The damage I've done is, is seen. And I did it thinking I was doing the right thing. Maybe you're here today and you feel like you're, you're doing the right thing. I want to read what God's Word says about the decision I'm asking you to make. The Bible says in Romans 10 and 9, If thou confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It says, For with the heart man believeth, believeth unto righteousness, and the, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over it all is rich, Upon all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the, of the Lord shall be saved. Would you stand with me? I want to encourage you to come today if, if you don't know the Lord for sure and God has pricked your heart. That seed has made it into good ground. If you want to know him, meet me at the the altar if you don't know him today could be the day don't worry don't be concerned about what tomorrow holds if you know him he holds tomorrow the old saying is can i tell you i'll meet you down here at the altar if you need to know the lord the pastor will meet you at the altar maybe you're the one that says i've tried to do it my way I love the Lord. I serve Him. But I've done just like you have, Todd. I've hurt. Maybe that's you. God can repair that hurt. Just like that broken egg. God can pull those pieces together. And He can mend those things that we've done to hurt. Would you come? Anybody who will not going to prolong it. I believe that if God has pricked your heart, like the Word says, I'm not going to be ashamed. If the Lord has truly spoke to you, I believe that you'll come. And I think that's, that's to your relationship with Him, you talking to Him, praying, Lord, lead me and guide me. I'll tell you this. If you don't come here and I'm not trying to scare you. Today could be your last day. That's any of us. I don't know. I, I, I've started living life in, in the idea that if I'm going to do something, I better do it now. Savannah's friend was coming home from school. 14 years old. Her brother lost control of the vehicle, flipped four times. They thought she was dead. 
14 years old. I don't know what's going to happen. You know how many times we go down the road inches away from eternity? Inches. And I tell you, I have a burden for the lost. If after this service, you need to talk, obviously, Pastor Don is here. Has more experience than I do, obviously. He's been ministering longer than I've been alive. But I can tell you right now, there's somebody in this church that can talk with you. I would, I would take that more serious than I do anything else in my life. The choice that I make with that. I'm going to invite Pastor Don to come and close us out.